Hey guys, in this episode, I am joined by Maddie Maple, a confidence coach and host of the podcast Breaking Butterfly. Maddie and I discuss how the raving community helps bring out people's inner confidence and allows them to be fully their authentic selves. We also discuss manifesting what you really want in life, what lessons 2020 taught us, and setting intentions for 2021. Lastly, we chat about why we're glad there were no music festivals in 2020. Sit back, relax, and prepare to feel inspired by the messages in today's episode. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Happy New Year, everybody. Yay, happy New Year. (laughs) I can hear like the different firecrackers and all that stuff going off in the background, but you guys, we made it. 2020 is over. We're in a new year. We are closing the door on that chapter and starting fresh. I don't know about you guys. I know that all of the problems and The situation we're in is not going away magically now that it's 2021, but I'm just feeling good about just setting intentions and having a really good year, whatever that means to you personally. But welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you guys. I... I honestly just have to reflect and think about how far things have come in this past year. And I know I just did a recap of 2020 in the last episode, but I still can't get over that. This episode a year ago was when I started doing the Zoom interviews on YouTube and I changed the logo and changed the name of the podcast. And like now it's just so heavily ingrained and this Rave Culture cast couldn't feel more authentic to me so I'm just happy of where we're at and how far it's come in this past year so thank you guys for being along for the ride today's episode is a little bit different I'm just going to start out there I like to start out the year on like a very high note and a more like inspirational note and again I want to bring you guys different types of guests with all different types of backgrounds careers, walks of life, like all that fun stuff. And I was like, I want to start out 2021 on a very positive note. I want to send good vibes out into the universe, wherever you're listening from. And I want to have somebody on who inspires me. And so that's where I got Maddie Maple from, you guys. Um, It's a little bit different. Maddie Maple is a confidence coach, as I mentioned in the intro here. And so she does online coaching. She works with women to build their inner confidence and She also is just an incredible human being. Her aura is amazing. She's a podcast host. She hosts Breaking Butterfly Podcast, which I love to binge listen to. So you guys, today I really wanted her on so that she could talk to you about getting excited about life again, being your most authentic self, how to find your inner confidence. And we also just talk about like resolutions at the end and setting intentions for the new year. And this one is just like all about manifesting and being your truest self and going after your passions in life like I wanted to come out the gate hot here and talk about things that are going to really inspire you wherever you're listening from and of course this is a music-based podcast so we're going to talk about raving and music festivals that's not being left behind Maddie is a raver she's going to share her whole raving story how she got involved in the festival scene Um, and then we're going to just talk about why we're both happy that we didn't have music festivals in 2020. And I know that sounds insane, but believe me, things are going to come full circle and we're going to explain that later. So without giving too much away, guys, go connect with her. Give her a follow on Instagram at Maddie Maple and check out her podcast, Breaking Butterfly. But before we go any further, you guys, do not forget, if you are enjoying the episodes and the podcast, please go ahead and rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. You guys can also check out our Facebook group community, um, the Rave Culture Cast community. There's always a link in the description if you guys want to join that. Come join the conversation, meet new Rave fam members, do all those fun things. One thing I am going to switch, I finally made a decision on this. I'm going to do our last listener of the week. I am going to close the chapter on this segment. I might bring it back. I'm not saying never say never, but... I am going to start a new segment at the beginning of every episode, but this was our last listener of the week. I didn't get to it last week, so here we go. 
It says, hey, Emma, I would like to nominate both a person and a group of people this week. A big thank you is owed to Katie Hahn for taking the time to put together a secret Santa for the Facebook group. She also made us a page so we can all show each other what we've received. It's been so exciting to see what everyone created for their secret Santa so far. I got my gift and received my first ever perler. That is amazing. She also made us a group chat and I would like to nominate everyone in that group as well because it's been such an amazing time chatting with everyone and getting to know them on a more personal level. At a time where distance is encouraged, it's nice to feel connected and that's what this group has been. So thank you to all Thank you to them all and wishing you, Emma, a happy holiday and a happy new year. Cheers to RCC 2021. Oh, that just warms my heart. That warms my heart. Katie, she is the most lovely chick ever. Oh my gosh. I think she's been one of our listener of the weeks before, which just is a testament to her character, but she is amazing. She organized this whole secret Santa swap for the Rave Culture cast group, which like warmed my freaking heart. Um, that was amazing. Oh, and that was from Jesse, by the way. Thank you for submitting that, Jesse. But I think that's like the perfect note to end this on. Honestly, you guys, um, I love this segment. I'm going to keep celebrating our listeners on um, at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram, on Twitter, in the Facebook group. So again, guys, feel free to join. But the new segment, which is very fitting for this episode in particular, I'm going to do an affirmation of the week. I'm super into affirmations. I've recently gotten into journaling. I also do tarot card reading. So I definitely have this like spiritual side to myself that I don't talk about a lot on this podcast, but it's given me a lot of purpose and helped me ground myself. And I want to do an affirmation of the week. So this is something you can kind of just say out loud, say it along with me while you're listening, write it in a journal. But for this week and for this guest, I thought it would be perfect. My affirmation of the week is I do everything in life with passion. I do everything in life with passion. That is a huge one for me as all of my passion projects basically lead my life. I throw my heart and soul into my work and my content and going into 2021, the affirmation of this first week is I do everything in life with passion. So say that with me at home, you guys. And put that into practice this week. All right. I've spoken for way long enough. Get really, really excited for all the incredible messages that Maddie is going to share today. She's got so many words of wisdom. She made me feel calmer and more centered after just speaking with her for this hour. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Again, give her a follow at Maddie Maple and check out her podcast, Breaking Butterfly. And with all that being said, please join me in welcoming Maddie to the podcast. First off, welcome to Rave Culture Cast. Happy Thank New you. Year. I'm so excited to have you. Yes. I'm um, so so excited to be here. Thank you so much, Emma. Of course, of course. So I always kick things off. I know this is like the icebreaker, but for those listening who aren't familiar with you, could you do a quick intro? Tell us who you are, what you do, where you're from. Um, yeah, and like how you got involved in like the whole rave and festival scene to begin with. Absolutely. That is a loaded question. (laughs) And it's so funny because once I started coaching, I had this like period of time where I was like, okay, am I a rave girl? Am I a coach? Like, how do Mm -hmm. I introduce myself? Especially because I do so many things in the rave community still, as I have Mm -hmm. kind of like transitioned into being a coach after like modeling and stuff like that. So now I get to introduce myself more rave festival oriented rather than professional coach. So That's really fun for me. Uh, My name is Maddie Maple and I am a confidence coach. Uh, What I do for work and for my passion is I coach other girls to more confidence for themselves. I coach on business, manifestation, pretty much the cheesy making your dreams come true. So that is my profession and my passion and pretty much everything I do since I don't have festivals anymore. But when festivals are around, that is definitely my uh, second passion, maybe, maybe tied for number one. I don't know. Um, And yeah, I live in Venice, California. Um, I started raving. It was DOS 2018. So nice. Okay. Yeah. I only had like two years of raving before we got shut down, but yeah. Yeah. The story of how I came to raving, I, I met, I I had wanted to go to a rave forever. I don't know if you guys ever saw, like there is the cheesiest rave movie on Netflix called like XO or something. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I would watch that in my room and I'd be like, Oh my God, like, this is my dream. Like, I just want to go to a rave. 
Um, and then I manifested that by, I was at a party just hanging out and some guys like, Hey, random guy. Hey, we're going to DOS. Like you should come. So funny. Don't know how I trusted these random people with my life. Right. But I, <laughs> I went with them, uh, met my boyfriend now and the rest is history. Now I just, I'm hanging out in Venice and living wow. life. Oh my God. Yeah. And so you're at home now with your family in Utah. I was going to say for those Mm -hmm. who don't know, DOS is DOS Energy, which is like the big EDM festival there. The best festival. I've heard, I was going to say, I've heard nothing but good things about DOS Energy. And yeah, so I've, I've went three times. So, well, okay. okay, No, then I started raving in 2017. So 2017, 18, 19 for me, I think it's just a very, um, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like personal connection to it. Okay. But over the years, it just gets better and better. And it's a beautiful venue and beautiful people. So awesome. I know I got to get out there for that festival, but I'm glad you also brought this up because I was going to say for everybody listening, obviously I knew you had some ties to the Raven festival scene, but today, today's episode is a little bit different just because I do want to like explore topics that I think other people will be interested in as well, besides like festivals. And since it's the first episode of the year, I feel like after the year we've all had, it would be good to just like later talk about intentions and resolutions and like talk about all you're doing with like inner confidence and coaching women. Cause I think that's so freaking amazing. But I did of course want to start off with yeah. festivals and raving and how you got involved, but what, well, what is your connection to that now, by the way? <laughs> what's, what's okay. so funny about it is like, they're completely connected, even right. if they don't know it or not. Like the thing that I see with the, um, the positive rave culture community, like that you are a part of and promoting, um, this like very plur beautiful community, mm-hmm. uh, whether they know it or not, we yep. are a lot more conscious. We are, you know, whether you call it spirituality or manifestation or all these woo-woo things that I use, yeah. confidence, personal development, blah, 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 blah. Whether they know it or not, just being a part of that community is also being a part of that whole world as well, I believe. For sure. Um, we They kind of like intertwine together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree um, with you. I had a question for that too. Actually, I'm going to skip ahead because I said, because I, yeah. I do hear this all the time and like, I know I can relate to it and I'd love to hear from you too, but I think I found my confidence from raving and things like that. I definitely like, especially just looking at photos, like the glow up is one thing, but like the inner glow up is another thing. And I think a lot of people feel the same. So like, did raving bring that side out of you as well? Exactly. Yeah. This is a perfect place to lead it. So I 100% like speaking of confidence coaching, when I look back at my journey, um, raving is what helped me completely, uh, create who I was, build my confidence and Mm -hmm led me into what I'm doing now. I always think of it like, you know, I believe we all have like this path, like a divine path. And my path was to go through raving, do modeling, like create, um, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the small community I had on my social media, then move into confidence coaching. Like it was this like perfectly, uh, created path that like led me to who I am because I grew up very, very, um, not, like sheltered too, but, um, suppressed almost in the way of like, I couldn't truly be who I wanted to be for a really long time. I also didn't feel comfortable too, which is one of the biggest issues nowadays. It's very hard to be yourself when there's so much judgment and eyes on you and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But then you go to a rave and it's like, Oh wait, I can be whoever I want to be. My mom's not going to shame me for wearing this you know, mm-hmm. nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This person isn't going to look at me. This person isn't going to say anything about how I'm dancing or what I'm saying or my beliefs on things. Mm-hmm. And it created this space for me. Um, so I believe that confidence in yourself comes from authenticity. If yep. you're being authentic to you, there's, n- there's no way you can't be confident because you're connected to your heart, not your mind and your ego. So right. once you get into that space where, um, you can be authentically you, it, mm-hmm. you're connected back to love. And, and that's the point. And once yep. you're connected to love, it's yeah, of course you're going to be confident. Like, right. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm like, I hope people listening are getting like, butterflies <laughs> cause like I want to start on such like a positive note. And it is so true. Like whether you're just getting started in the EDM community and yeah. like raving or like you're much further along, like maybe some people it's just a hobby, but like for people like us, it just really has like transformed your whole life. And I was going to say like, 
feeling accepted. And especially when you're new to the community and you first walk in and you're like, wow, I didn't even know this existed. I had no Mm -hmm. idea people would just like not judge me and I could just feel like myself. And I always say my festival outfits are my truest self. Like when I transform, like, yep, this is me. Cover me in glitter. I'm the happiest version of myself right now. (laughs) Exactly. And it's also just, so when I first walked into DOS energy, um, before I even got into things, like, I think maybe like a a pre-DJ was kind of playing, like we went super early just to like scope it out and take some pictures. And we walked in my first step into like a festival scene and just tears, tears. And like, literally it's so cheesy, but I just had this like little ping, like, like light bulb in my head of like, wait, this is exactly where I'm supposed to be. Like, this is Mm -hmm. home. Um, and how do you, how do you explain that? Right. It's energy. It's energy. Anyone that goes to a rave or is passionate about raves, they can't explain it. They just say, Oh, it's just something about it. Mm -hmm. It's like, we know, like we can look at each other and say like, you know, like the, the feeling, (laughs) the experience of a festival, other people that haven't gone wouldn't know because it's a feeling you feel the vibration and the frequency in the air. And mm-hmm. again, connected straight to that whole spiritual woo woo world of like, yep, yep. Um, yeah, sorry. I just went off on, on a tangent. I can't remember. No, your I love it. But. No, I love it. And I was going to ask you too. I mean, obviously like w- this year kind of like threw a wrench in everybody's plan, but before this year, um, like how many events were you attending? Were you doing local ones? Was it more yeah. music festivals? Like what was your, like, I guess festival or, you know, Yeah, like (laughs) we tried to hit as many as possible. There's definitely some big ones that I didn't get to, um, like Electric Forest, and um, I'm going blank because I haven't seen lineups for so long. (laughs) Oh fuck! Uh, Oh sorry, can I use language? Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good. Okay. (laughs) I always forget to ask that before I start. No, you're Um, totally fine. <laughs> Speaking of authenticity, I got some amazing feedback from someone that was like, maybe you should swear a little bit less on your podcast. And I was like, do I swear that much? So, so funny. <laughs> no, you're being true to yourself. I, it depends on like the episode. Like sometimes it definitely comes out more than others, but no, yeah. Swear it's, like the, it's like the Tony Robbins effect. Like, you know, he's like very intense and likes his language. It's like when yeah. you're so passionate about something. Um, anywho. Um, so, so I went to local shows when I was in Utah, not as much in California. They're not as great because it's more of a party scene. So there is artists that would come to clubs and I just, it was very, very difficult for me to enjoy myself in California Okay, because yeah, so we didn't go to as many local shows there. We more traveled Utah. I went to all of them, any of them, any of the shows, there's a very beautiful culture here, but, uh, always decadence, Colorado, EDC Mm. every single year, DOS every year. Crush was one of my favorites. I went to Izu twice. Um, and then just a bunch of little guys. Yeah. Yeah, In between. I love it. But (laughs) but those are my, those are my main ones. And we used to go like, you know, festival every month. Sure. Wow. Oh my, I know it's it's like, everybody was on this like upwards trajectory of like going to be even busier, but you know, yeah. we'll see what the next season's like. So then yeah. I wanted to ask you too, because yeah, just from picking up, I know your page and your podcast is a lot about coaching, but I was trying to like make the connections of like, how is she involved in the festival scene? And I know you've modeled for brands like Tasteful Girl. So how did that all like come to be as well? Yeah, absolutely. That was another part of my journey as well on this like divine path where it's just all kind of interconnected. Yeah. Um, and I, I just feel so grateful for that um, like carrying that part of me into my business because a lot of coaches, so there's this whole coaching world, right? Mm -hmm. Like kind of how we have the festival community. There's this coaching community and none of the coaches are rave girls. They're not wearing pink and sparkles. (laughs) I'm like, do I need to like switch out my sparkles for pantsuits? Right. Um, right. Not pantsuits, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, but Uh, so that was a part of my journey because I 100% manifested modeling for rave clothes and it really Mm. gave me the empowered feeling that I needed to feel like I could do fucking anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually was just sharing this story on, on a post that I made because, uh, so the, the way that I started modeling, I wanted to model for so long, for so yeah. long, but I was completely embarrassed by it. I tried to suppress it. It would like pop up into my head, like this desire, or this jealous feeling every time I saw someone modeling for rave yeah. clothes. And I was like, 
no, like I'm not pretty enough. I'm not good enough. I can never do that. Right. Just that right. inner dialogue. And finally I was at a festival. I was at hard summer with my boyfriend and I looked at him and I'm like, what's about to come out of my mouth? Like, am I about to say <laughs> this? And I'm like, and it sounds so stupid, but I'm like, babe, I really want to model for like rave brands. And of course he was just like, yeah, do it. Like whatever. Yeah. But me just speaking that into existence, like the next month I got contacted by Shopee Glitz and then I applied for Tasteful Girls wow. uh, and Tasteful Girls is actually located here in Utah. So every time I, I come was going to say, up, yeah, yeah. And it, it almost just like once I opened up that portal mm-hmm. and admitted to myself, I'm like, this is what I want to do. I just started right. like hosting things and doing my manifestations and that's awesome. Just all came to me. So that, that was a big yeah. moment in my life to like empower me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh my God. No, I was going to say, yeah. And tasteful girl just happens to be like one of my favorite brands. She just absolutely kills it with like every collection she does, but I, yeah. it's awesome to see faces you recognize too, like working with these brands mm-hmm. and to your point, just kind of like speaking something to, into existence. Like I feel like a lot of this community too, it's still growing. There are still so many small brands who are like doing things themselves. So like if you guys listening want to do that too, like not only speak it into existence, but like buy the outfits, post about them. Like you never know who's going to contact you, you know, (laughs) make it happen for yourself. Half of it, like not half of it, 95% of your dreams is just in your beliefs. So if you're Mm -hmm. posting or sitting in your room, dreaming, thinking like, oh, that could never happen to me. Mm -hmm. The moment your dreams will come true is when you finally feel that shift into like, oh wait, this could actually be possible for me. Um, Same thing with my coaching. I suppressed that for a long time, suppressed a lot of parts of myself. And when Mm -hmm. I finally made that shift of like, oh wait, I, I think I could do this. I think this could be a reality for me then the energy in the universe, it opens up so many opportunities for yeah. blessings and miracles to come into your life. Yeah. So don't hold back. I love it. Stop, I have so many gems coming out of this. <laughs> well, yeah. we're kind of like, we're tiptoeing around it. I'm getting there guys. We're going to talk about coaching. Don't you worry. But I want to like, <laughs> I want to show like your whole story yeah. and how you got there, but yeah. manifesting is new to me just yeah. to like fill you. And I started doing like, I've always been a spiritual person. I'm a Pisces. Like I'm very intuitive mm-hmm. by nature, but I, because of quarantine picked up tarot card reading in April mm-hmm. and like changed the game. Now I'm so into the whole spiritual world, but for you, when did you first learn about manifesting and like the spiritual world? Were you always involved in that or is it relatively new? Yeah. Can I ask you something first? Sure. <laughs> what are your other two signs? Do you know? Yes, my um, Pisces sun rising cancer Taurus moon. <laughs> I have a lot of water energy. <laughs> yeah, I love yeah. that. I love what are that. you? Um, I am an Aries, a Scorpio, and a Pisces. Oh, but my it. mom's a Taurus and my boyfriend's a cancer. So nice. Som- okay. Sometimes I can tell when like someone has like if we vibe or yep. have similar wavelengths. I'm always like, they're that's yeah, so funny. My best friend is a Scorpio. I know. I like, I love, I love other water signs like so much. And anybody who has yeah. Taurus in their sign too, big fan of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So funny. Sorry. I love to know that. So manifesting, I think came to me like everybody, right. The secret comes out in like junior high and everyone's like, Ooh, the secret, like watch yeah. the secret on Netflix. <laughs> um, like my story is very similar to a lot of like, uh, people that are into manifestation. We watched that movie and we kind of say like, okay, well, for for me, I was like, okay, like that's really cool, but like magic isn't real. Mm -hmm. They made a very magical, very woo-woo. Manifestation is woo-woo in a lot of ways, but it's also not Mm -hmm. because for me, manifestation is just living with intention, knowing that your thoughts, your beliefs, your feelings, your actions are creating your future reality. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's really just living with intention, right? Knowing something is going to create, be created from who you're being. Um, and the secret was very like, Oh, think of something. And then a red Ferrari pops up. And I was like, (laughs) okay. And so, uh, also I grew up very religious, um, till I was like 19. And then Mm -hmm. after that, I was like pure atheist. I'm like, don't even talk to me about God. Uh, Like it like triggered me to even think about religion or spirituality or anything, or think of any higher power because I was so uh, I think traumatized is a strong word, but I felt a little bit just frazzled after my experience. Sure. 
with the church I was a part of. And so it wasn't until this year that I mm-hmm. started reading Eckhart Tolle um, and started when I started my business. Um, it was 100% completely spiritual and it brought yeah. me back to like my faith and my um, uh, yeah. belief in something bigger than us. Yeah. That's so awesome to hear. I do. I'm sure you feel like this because now you're more involved in the world, but I definitely would say it seems to be like a lot of people are coming onto this wavelength this year. I mean, obviously given a pandemic, but it just seems like people are having this like spiritual awakening. Cause I never had these conversations with people before this year, but now all of a sudden I feel like everybody I talk to online is like having this like spiritual awakening. Yeah. It's crazy. Collective consciousness, but also as you're going through your journey, you are attracting more people that are on the same journey because we can feel it within right. each other. Yeah. So funny. Oh my God. Yeah. I love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you guys are excited listening to this. Okay. And then this is more personal. Feel free to share or not, but do you have a um, spiritual like routine or practice every day that you do? Yeah, absolutely. I love this question. So the one thing with routines that I love to preach is that, um, I think a lot of people, when they come into personal development or they come on their spiritual journey, they think they need to have like this very specific routine and Mm -hmm. they're slacking if they're like not following a routine. I try to, um, like, that's an amazing question, but I try to like, just steer away from routine completely because our souls need such different things at different times Mm -hmm. from different people. So, uh, even what I'm about to share with you guys, don't, think like, Oh, I need to start doing those things because Mm -hmm. I want to get into spirituality. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So I, I don't have like a routine. It's more of a, um, I, I would say my routine is being very connected to my intuition Mm -hmm. and what I need, if that makes sense. So, um, like for example, like I haven't meditated or journaled or touched my tarot cards in like weeks, because yeah. I'm just, I'm on a roll right now. I'm fucking just thriving <laughs> and um, just doing really good. My spirit feels really, really good where mm-hmm. I'm at. Yeah. Um, but other times my routine looks like wake up, journal for three hours, meditate for two hours, like mm-hmm. um, drink my juice, do my yoga, da, 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 da. Because yeah, that feels good. Yeah. Because my ego will get really strong or the comparison will get strong. But mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. see how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. I almost just listened to how I feel. The one thing I have been doing, uh, that I've only done once so far, but I've been doing this new energy work. So that is going to be a new part of my routine, if you would call it. Okay. Um, but other than that, yeah. Yeah. Going with the flow. Yeah. Nothing special. I do have tarot cards though. I like to pull one of those every day. Oh, fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It definitely, yeah, I was going to say it is different for everybody. And like, even if you're just like curious about this or you haven't like gone down this road yet, like just, yeah. I, I mean, I like started using crystals this year and like that to me was like, woo woo land. This shit is not <laughs> real. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And then just, I like love it now. And it's like a part of my routine. I'm like wearing crystal bracelets now. It just like, it depends yeah. on what you're into and you'll like find your thing. But yeah. it's like, your point, it's different every day. I just started journaling this past week. A friend gave me an affirmations journal and I like love it every morning. Wait, <laughs> you just started journaling? Yeah, I just go, I like, I have a journal, but I would write in it every now and then. And now I'm doing like a daily affirmations journal and I like love it. It's so cool. Yeah. Okay. If I, if I could say one thing is a constant for me though, mm-hmm. like throughout my whole spiritual awakening, it would be yeah. journaling. Yeah. If you are not putting your thoughts on paper, like- and you're feeling sad, you're feeling confused, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling stuck, you're feeling just kind of like icky, yep. you need to go downstairs into the junk drawer, grab a piece <laughs> of lined paper that's laying around in there, grab yep. a pen that's like out of ink, just start writing. Like mm-hmm. literally just start writing. It will completely change everything about your life. It'll feel uncomfortable yeah. at first, but just keep going. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. I gave two people this year for Christmas, uh, journals. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah. getting everybody onto this now. It will help. I gave, life. <laughs> I gave everybody books. I'm like, I don't care if you don't read, I'm giving you the spiritual <laughs> book. I'm giving you this business book. Like, let's awesome. go. Yep. All right. So now I got to ask the big question. Let's yeah. talk about coaching. How did yeah. you 
even get involved in coaching? When did you know that you wanted to be a confidence coach? Tell me your whole, your whole journey. And by the way, everybody, her podcast, Breaking Butterfly, you did such a good recap of the year because obviously preparing for this interview, I was like looking into you. And then I listened to that whole episode. And I was like, well, now I know the whole journey, but the listeners yeah. don't. So go for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that podcast was like an hour and 15 minutes long. So I'm going to try and shorten it here. I have a tendency to talk a lot, hence the podcast. <laughs> Sometimes I'll like record an episode and it gets to like one hour. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what yeah. am I talking about? Uh, and then when I get on interviews, I'm like, oh, I am going to just blabber, (laughs) but it's good. So I always wanted to be like a life coach or a counselor. Like I love just giving advice. I was always really obsessed with personal development. Like when I would go to Barnes and Noble with my dad, you know, most kids would get like a Junie B. Jones and I'm like picking out the book that says like how to be happier. I was just always um, very addicted to growth and like happiness. It was just something that like lit a spark in me. Um, Podcasts, blogs, YouTubes, like I just really, really enjoy fixing my own problems, like healing. Like if I feel icky, I'm like, oh, how do I solve this? Right. Uh, And I grew this passion for it. I always wanted to be a life coach, but it was another thing that I kind of suppressed because I believed to school to be able to do that. And I did not want to go to school. (laughs) Yeah. So I found an incredible job in California, incredible job. And, um, you know, speaking of my spirituality too, my boss and my mentor was someone that like really brought me, um, to a lot of teachings that I needed spiritually, emotionally, like just in life adult wise, she like, yeah, created me into the woman that I am now. So then I started running her business for her. uh, And uh, it was a clothing brand, loved it, loved it. And I was her personal assistant. So I pretty much followed an entrepreneur around, saw the way she lived, saw the way that she was, saw the just everything, right? Fell in love with entrepreneurship, never thought I would be an entrepreneur. Yep. So I started thinking, I'm like, what should I do with my life? Like, what is my purpose? (laughs) Went into existential crisis of like, who am I? Like, what am I doing here? Because I had so much fire in me that I was putting into her business, which I, I loved, Mm -hmm. but I was ready to put it into something of, of mine. Not that I didn't want to work hard for her. I love working hard for her, but it gets to a point where you're like, Ooh, I'm kind of like fire. Like, why am I not, why am I not doing something of my own? So I started thinking like, what could I do? Actually started like a rave clothing or a rave jewelry brand. Ooh, love it. Genius idea. I thought it was so fucking cute. Uh, Started making jewelry, hated it. Like hated it. Um, Yeah. So then I was, I was listening to eight to 10 hours of personal development every day, podcasts, audiobooks, yep. uh, trying to find my purpose. And I was listening to a book called uh, How to Be a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Ooh, okay. I don't know. Write what, that one down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what she said, you guys. And this could happen with anything, right? Something that I say, something that Emma says, something that you hear, hear in a different podcast, something that you read where someone just says something and everything aligns. And there was just this click in me. I think she was talking about, um, coaching or something. And it kind of like, I I was diving into this personal development, trying to find my passion. And then it like clicked. I was like, Oh my God, wait, am I passionate about personal development? Like (laughs) I'm listening to 10 hours of podcasts a day. I'm like, is my purpose right in front of my face? Uh, and right in that moment, I clocked out of work. I was wrapping up some packages, shipping out packages. I clocked out of work. I went online. I typed in how to be a life coach. I got a certification. I went on Amazon. I bought my mic. Uh, (laughs) Um, it was that shift that I talked about earlier in the episode of, um, something shifted in me to, you know, actually realize like, could a better life be possible for me? Could I actually do this? Could I actually have this reality that I'm dreaming of? And once your belief is more yes than no, uh, actually it kind of has to be all yes. Right. (laughs) Then there, there is no stopping me. So, um, yeah, I started doing this certification. Haven't even finished it. I'm not 
I don't have any degree, any certification at all whatsoever to be coaching. I just have my experience and my journey and I just love to guide others through the same. So amazing. Wow. I love that. I know. I love that. When you said that on your episode too, you were like, kind of like, fuck it. I don't need to have a certification. Like you have your Mm -hmm. own life experiences, which is what you're, and you're helping people. So does it really matter to have that on paper? No, (laughs) I actually have spoken to a lot of parents as well that are, um, you know, their, their daughters are about to coach with me. So they're helping financially. So I'll talk to parents on the phone a lot of times. And I have never had one person not want to work with me ever. Not right. one girl, not one parent, no one, because they will ask me, what is your education? Cause these girls have been going to licensed therapists for three to four years. Sure. And yeah. I'm like, I have nothing. Mm-hmm. They still invest in me. And most of my girls, um, well, all of my girls that were in therapy, yeah. like say coaching was more beneficial than four yeah. years of, of therapy. Cause so cool I'm the same, I'm the same age as them. I know what they're going through. Right. right. You don't want to go to Dr. Gary. That's 80 years old. He's not know. <laughs> he doesn't know the comparison of social media, the society that we live in. It's, um, yeah, yeah. Dr. Gary can't relate. I can relate. <laughs> yeah, no, but I love what you said. Cause it's, I know there's this whole like boom right now of online coaching, obviously, cause we're all at home, but again, like until yeah. you're in the world, you don't really, you're not aware of it. And that's how I felt about coaching. Like, yeah, I knew friends who were coaches, but I didn't really know. And same as you, like, I love when you just get lit up about something. Cause I went through a similar like education where I don't remember why, but over the summer I just started listening to more like female entrepreneur podcasts. Then I was like enrolling in multiple free webinars a week. Then I bought <laughs> yep, a 12 free week- webinars will get you. And I was just like consuming, consuming, consuming like stuff. And I just was like, fuck it. I'm going to be a coach. Like, I don't care if there's a million and one coaches. Like we all have our own unique experiences mm-hmm. and things like that. And to your point, like, I love that you were just like, nope, I'm going all in. It's amazing yeah. working for this woman, but I want to do my own thing. And that's when, you know, it's like time to act. Yeah. And what was so funny was I didn't even know that there was a coaching world online. Mm -hmm. I had no idea at all whatsoever um, that, that there was this coaching world. I was completely clueless. And then I started diving into it and I started finding coaches and now I'm like, there really is a million and one coaches. And like, then Mm -hmm. everyone around me was a coach, like a lot of my (laughs) mentors, friends and stuff. I'm like, wait, everyone's a coach. I'm like, I thought I was the cool, like uh, original one here but you're completely right where like this world needs healing. And if you are feeling called to be a healer, then like you can't let your ego get in the way and be like, Oh, everyone's a coach or, or whatever your ego is trying to tell you a story about it. If you feel that call and that urge and that inspiration, there are 7 billion, right? 7 billion people on this planet. Um, you know, let's say like a couple of them are actually healed. So 6.99 billion people on this planet that need healing. Mm -hmm. Like it's time to step up. It's so crazy. Yeah. Oh my God. Somebody said something. It was either like a post or something on founder maybe, but they were like, when you put things in perspective, yeah, you think like everybody's a coach, but it was like majority of people are the observers, like the far majority, like the people Mm -hmm. who are actually creating the content or like going out there and doing it is like, like the least amount of people, everybody else is an observer. And I like try to put it in my head that way too. I'm like, no, if you want to go after it, like most people won't. So you just have to like step up and do it. Some people are trying to coach because they see that it's just a way to make money online and they don't need a certification or anything like that. But I will tell you that this has been the most amazing. Mm -hmm. It's like amazing and easy, but the most intense, difficult, hard thing that I have ever done. And it's not just like, you're going to, you know, say like, I'm a coach and get clients. You Mm -hmm. need coaches. You need to invest in things like the, my certification, like it was, it was fine. Um, but I still invest in coaches, business coaches, like tens of thousands of dollars, um, like hours and hours of my time. Like this year has been completely dedicated from 7am to 10pm at night to Mm -hmm. my business and my growth. Um, that's not to say that like, I'm just like, uh, hustling in the masculine all the time. It is a lot of energy work and personal work, but like everything that I do is dedicated to my business, everything, what I eat, what I drink, what I say, what I do, like everything. 
Mm -hmm. is dedicated to it. It's all coming back to it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's not just like a, okay, I'm just going to do this quick fix. I'm a coach now. Right. Um, And that's why I actually, uh, in my mentorships now, I train um, girls that want to be coaches and show them the ropes because Mm -hmm. if you try to do it on your own or you try to uh, half-ass it and don't have the guidance, like it's not going to work. It's difficult to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah, no, I was, I was just saying that I was like, it's, it isn't for everyone. That's completely fine. Like some yeah. people do want more structure. 100%. It's not meant for everybody. We're not saying that, but I just love your yeah. journey and how, how you came into this. And I, I want to talk about the podcast too. Can you tell us a little bit how, of how breaking butterfly fits into all of this? Yeah, absolutely. I love your questions and how you lead the conversation. It's so perfect. <laughs> so my podcast um, was the scariest thing that I ever did in my whole entire life. I don't know if you experienced this at all, but mm-hmm. I was like, you know, says the confidence coach, I was fucking <laughs> terrified yep. to release my podcast. Um, but I just, I knew it. And this is why I say like my business was 100% spiritual. It was mm-hmm. almost like I didn't have a choice. Like this was right. what I was doing. This is what I was here to do. It was just like, I I don't know. I was completely being given strength from the universe to like muster this together on this little microphone in Mm -hmm. uh, my car. I usually, I actually recorded on my car before I was able to get my own office, right? Right. Because my boyfriend's upstairs yelling on the Xbox. So I sat in my (laughs) car with my microphone and my laptop and I recorded every single week. Um, Took me forever um, to, to even release my first episode. And now it's, Mm. um, it's everything to me. It's everything to me. It's literally brought the most incredible experiences and relationships into my life. Wow. How do you plan the episodes by the way? Like how do you approach new episodes? Yeah. So, uh, again, like my business is 100% spiritual in the way that I like this might sound a little woo woo to some of your listeners. <laughs> if if you're listening to my podcast, then like this is going to be no surprise to you. But if you're <laughs> just on the rave culture cast, um, you might be like, what the fuck? But I truly will just write like in my notebook. She's wearing the most fabulous coat, by the way, you guys, you better be watching this on YouTube. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I love that you do the video too. That's great. Yeah. I, one of my visions for my podcast as well as I want like a couch. I want an office with like a couch and like neon lights with like the yep. microphones coming from the walls where I'll like have oh, guests like it. a pink fluffy couch. Uh, <laughs> I love that you do the video. Oh, planning your episode. So the, the way that I plan my episodes, I mean, sometimes I use my brain a little bit of thinking like, okay, what, um, what would be a really good good topic or very catchy, right. To try and get, um, uh, exposure stuff like that. Very, very rarely do I ever like think about the episode of like, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. I usually write on a piece of paper and I say, you know, God universe, like what does my audience need to hear from me? What can I do? What can I speak about to best serve others? Um, and then I just wait and I just sit there. And I either meditate or I'll just sit there and I don't think about anything. I don't try and think of an answer. And my, my inspirations just come to me like a little download plop in my head. Yep. But the crazy thing is that when I get really strong urges like that, like sometimes I'll just be sitting there and I'll be like, I have to record right now. Like right this moment, I like go get my Mm -hmm. microphone and just start recording about something. I always get a message of like, holy shit you just yep. spoke to me. I'm sitting in my room crying, listening to your podcast. Like this is not wow. even like me bragging. This is like, yeah, this happens all the time. I will literally get a download where I'm, I'm not even speaking. It's like, I am channeling through, I'm just saying mm-hmm. what the universe or God needs me to say for someone else's divine path. And I just speak of it. I don't even remember what I talked about. And then someone is like, Holy fuck. Yeah. That just <laughs> changed my life. And I'm like, it wasn't me. Yeah. Yeah. It just came through me. (laughs) It just just came through me. Wow. So how do I plan them? I don't. Yeah. It just just, happens. It just happens right now though. I am, I was like getting downloads to, uh, share more of like my personal life. So that is one that I'm like Mm -hmm. personally trying to like set the intention of just like talking about myself more and opening up that way. 
Cause I, I do, but I don't. So right. that is one that I'm like trying to plan more of just my 2020 favorites or yeah. channel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've been thinking about YouTube. It intimidates me. We'll see one day. Yeah. See how you, I was going to say, see how it takes you, but no, I, I love <laughs> how you do that. I think that's amazing. I would, I would say like, I'm in a similar wavelength to you. Like I definitely do plan episodes, but at the same time, I'll get to points where I'm like, shit, I, I don't have guests for the next few weeks. And then I'll be like, well, there was that TikToker I've been watching like all the time who's been coming up in my feed a lot. And, or I just, I go off of like a feeling of people too, which, you know, obviously we're on the same wavelength, but I really pick people that I think are like either making a huge impact in the community, or I can just tell from their persona online or just like from their energy that like they're mm-hmm. a good person they're they're in it for the right reasons and like those mm-hmm. are the people that I want mm-hmm. to like have come on and talk to and learn more about but thank you um yeah we're like the second portion here I wanted to get into a little bit about you know this is the first episode of the year I want to talk a little yes. bit about resolutions and things like that but um to kick things off I would say like what from 2020, I know this is a big question, but what are some of the biggest lessons you mm-hmm. learned from the mm-hmm. year? <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I'm pulling up my notes here. Sorry, one second. Well, so first of all, happy 2021, everybody. Ooh. Happy New Year. We made it. <laughs> I've been saying like, usually I hate New Year's because I'm like, you guys are setting these dumbass resolutions. You're going to yeah. follow up for two weeks. Like, why don't you just fucking change now? Change right now on December 28th. Like mm-hmm. uh, one of my things that I really, really preach on is this waiting room, right? Like with confidence, mm-hmm. like we put ourselves in a waiting room, like, oh, um, I will follow my dream once this happens, once X yeah. happens, once this day happens. And we put ourselves in the like waiting room of our lives, get the fuck out of the waiting room. And I always saw January 1st as you're putting yourself in the waiting room. Yep. That being said this year, <laughs> I think, um, there's something very, very special about the shift in energy, the shift in numbers from this, mm-hmm. this year to the next year. So this year I like resolutions. Ooh, I love it. <laughs> um, so I actually just did an episode as well about things that I think that we should let go of in 2020 and my intentions for 2021. So I want to mm-hmm. pull it up just so I make sure I, no, I love it. catch the most important ones. So the most important lessons that I learned this year is, um, uh, excuses are bullshit. (laughs) Excuses Mm -hmm. are bullshit and you will never be ready ever, 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 ever. (laughs) If you're talking to you, the person listening who thinks we're talking to you, we're talking to you. We're talking to you. (laughs) I see you. I see you. You're driving in your car right now (laughs) and you're feeling (laughs) victimized. You're feeling targeted. You're feeling triggered. (laughs) You will never, ever be ready. You will never feel quote unquote good enough. Mm-hmm. You do not get confidence and then you do something. You get confidence from doing the damn thing. It's right. just a question of, do you have the courage to be uncomfortable for a little bit to fucking do it mm-hmm. and just do it? And it's so uncomfortable, but excuses are bullshit. Um, I... I mean, of course, things happen in our lives. This year has been very, very traumatic, but you have a choice to say, wow, this was the worst year of my life. Like I couldn't do anything because it was so, I, it was the worst year of my life. Or you can say, this was the absolute worst year of my life. I went through so much shit. And that's why right now in this moment, I'm about to rise the fuck up out of that and take what I learned and take all of that hurt and transform it into strength, transform my fear into power and still step up anyway. And I think that, um, it's, it's just that shift of, Mm -hmm. um, everything is happening to me to everything is happening for me and really taking that. So I literally had that quote written down to bring up to you. That's so weird. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. We're so aligned. I know that we are. (laughs) So that's the first one for sure. It's like, just start before you're ready. I think that a lot of, um, people might look to people on the internet thinking like, oh, they just have more than me. They're Mm -hmm. smarter. They're have more connections. They have more money. They have this, they have that, they have this, they have that. Yeah. I was literally the most unconfident, like about to kill myself, like in a deep, dark hole. I was the victim. Like I 
pretty much couldn't do anything, like mm-hmm. couldn't do anything to where I'm at, to where I'm at now. So That's amazing. You, you can't say like, oh, this person just has it easier than me. No more, right. no more excuses. Um, so no more, no more like, yeah, waiting until you're ready. I think mm-hmm. the other lessons that I've learned are, is like so many, Yeah, but I think what I have really learned this year is that I, I think I've learned kind of why I'm here on this planet before it was kind of just like I was like floating in the abyss yep. just going through like what everyone thought that I should be going through mm-hmm. everyone as in just like a generalized like you know everyone thinks yeah. you should go to school and then do this and then do that and I think that this year my lesson was like I am here to experience I am here to feel high highs and low lows and I'm here to travel I'm here to make money I'm here to make an impact I'm here to go wherever the fuck I want be whoever the fuck I want do whatever the fuck I want excuse my language and like I think that was my my greatest lesson because before it was just like okay I'm just kind of here I'm working I'm doing this but now I, I try and bring presence into everything that I do and love and everything that I do. And it's more this like uh, overwhelming feeling of like, wow, like I'm only here once. Like I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going yeah. to create something out of this life, savor every moment, savor every sip of coffee and just really soak, soak things up because yeah. even, you know, and you know, I've gotten some backlash of like, how can you say that when we're all locked inside? Okay. Yeah make your home the most beautiful home ever buy comfy pillows. You can even just go to DI, get frames, print out pictures, like Mm -hmm. make it the most beautiful space. Um, find things to do inside, like create raves inside for yourself. Like stop complaining that there's no festivals. Like (laughs) just, I guess what I'm trying to say is our, our life is now, no matter what the circumstances and like, what are you going to make of it? You know? Yeah. Oh, so. thank you for sharing all of that. I, like, yeah. I can feel, I genuinely can like feel the weight and I'm like, thank you for putting so much thought into that. And I love what you said at the end there too, because I haven't said this on the podcast yet. I've thought this a lot, but I, as devastating as this year was and like putting, you know, the live events industry aside, like, obviously I want people to have jobs, but like, yeah, if I could redo this year. Would I want festivals back? No, I wouldn't. I'm glad. Oh have them. I'm glad we didn't have them. And I said it. Okay, guys. (laughs) Thank you, God, for letting festivals take the year off because I would not be here. I was going to ask you that. Would you have done this if you had festivals this year? No. And I also wouldn't. Well, okay. Maybe I do believe that this is like my divine calling that I would have gotten to somehow. Right. But I also probably wouldn't be here if my boyfriend didn't start gaming. Like, I was stuck inside my boyfriend that I used to just cuddle with for 10 hours a day and just hang out (laughs) with him is doing his thing. Yeah. Like there's no festivals. There's no nothing. Right. I'm just sitting there. Mm -hmm. That gave me the space to do do what I needed to do. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Wow. No, I, I completely agree with you. I just feel like, and I I've had, I've had people talk about this, whether it's, you know, we were putting ourselves like in a financial risk because we were just buying up all these tickets or whatnot. Like if we, everyone was just like, go, go, go nonstop. How many festivals can I shove into a year? And I was the same too. Like I look at like my credit card bills and like, I would go in and out of New York city an $80 Uber, fuck it, charge it. I don't care. Like I'll buy a million tickets. And I look at that and I'm like, Emma, you are wasting so much money. It was insane. And I would not have started tarot card reading. I would not have done coaching like hundred percent because I would have been so busy fucking creating content. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Babes. Like this is our festival cocoon. We Mm -hmm. are in a festival cocoon. Like (laughs) this is the moment. Okay. I I think they're like almost approving EDC. Right. So if you've been, uh, I just posted that quote. That's like, um, where is it? People talk about caterpillars becoming butterflies as though they just go into a cocoon, slap on wings, and are good to go. Caterpillars have to dissolve into a disgusting pile of goo to become butterflies. So if you're a mess wrapped up in blankets right now, keep going. Aww, if yeah. you if you have been a pile of goo up until now, that is 100% okay. We have a couple months until 
I would say five, six months, maybe until the next festival. Um, it's time to get hot. It's time to save money. It's time to work on, um, hobbies that you can bring into the festival community. Like what if we just show up and the, the glovers are like 10 times better. The girls are 10 times hotter. The outfits (laughs) are like 10 times more planned. Like, uh, we love ourselves more. So we love each other more. Like this is our cocoon for us as a community to work on ourselves so that when we come back to festivals, you know, my, my goal really, one of my biggest motivations with my business was I want to be able to go to a festival and not worry about money or put it on a credit card. Yeah. I want to buy what I want. I want to buy my friend's Uber and say, don't worry, don't yeah. send me back. I yeah. got you and be able to create those kinds of experiences. So wow. this is just our cocoon to, to get ready for when festival season comes back to make it an even more uh, incredible community, which um, props to Emma for really building that up during this time and keeping us connected so that when we do get back, right yeah. right now, now we're all going to see each other. People are going to see people from the rave culture cast yeah. and not say like, oh, look, there's this person, mm-hmm. uh, this, you know, rave, um, I don't want to call them an icon, but like people that you know, in the rave community, Yeah, yeah. yeah. now we're going to know the story. We're going to be connected. We're going to be, mm-hmm. uh, just more connected. So yeah, yeah. I agree Pro- with you. Props I was just thinking you. That. Oh, thank you so much. I, I really appreciate that. I was going to say like people have been doing the work this year and yeah, if anything, like you would go to a festival and maybe you would recognize some people, but I truly think the communities were for sure formed this year. And I think you're just going to know that many more people when you go to events. Like I've met more people. I keep saying I met more people online this year in this community than I have like in the years prior, it's going to be amazing. And I saw this meme. I can't remember if I just... (laughs) the episode before this, if I said this or not, but it was like, what do you, where do you think the term, like the roaring twenties came from? Like it was the lowest of lows that the nation had seen mm-hmm. to the highest of highs. They were like, we're about to have the roaring 2020s after this shit is over with. <laughs> when you think about it like that, it's so true. <laughs> yep. I'm actually kind of nervous. Like when festivals come back, like just remember (laughs) you can't, you don't have the tolerance you used to have before you need to stay hydrated. Cause I feel like people are going to get to festivals and go like bash it crazy, but you're so right. You're so, so right. It's going to pop off and it is. And yeah, I think people needed this year either way, but absolutely. Before I wrap all this up, where, where can people connect with you or if they want to work with you, like what are the different ways they can get in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. So I hang out mostly on Instagram and on my podcast. So my Instagram is Maddie Maple, M-A-D-I, Maple like the syrup. Um, And then my podcast is Breaking Butterfly. Um, And you can find that on my Instagram as well. And then I do one-on-one mentorships for girls that are feeling the call to be a healer themselves and be a coach because God knows how difficult I can be to get that up and started. And if I didn't have my coach, I wouldn't be here. So that's what I focus on -on one-on-one. But my signature coaching program is metamorphosis and it is 12 weeks of transforming into your most confident and authentic self. This program is my baby. It's everything. It's like, I don't even know how to explain it's it. You in I, a nutshell, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's me in a nutshell. It's my journey in a nutshell. It's really coming home to who you are and, you know, saying goodbye to overthinking, toxic relationships, um, not liking what you see in the mirror. Anything that puts you down, we're pretty much crushing it and squashing it and transforming it into confidence, empowerment, and then channeling that into confidence and in, in creating your life. So manifestation and, you know, starting the business, starting, starting the influencing, starting the content, creating the brand. Um, I work a lot with, you know, social media creators and mm-hmm. squashing the fears around that anyway. Um, so that I'm actually launching, I don't know, see, I just listen to my intuition. I'll probably yeah. launch it in like a week or so I was going to say, is it open yet or no? Cause I know you launched it already, but yeah. yeah. So I didn't launch it yet and I'm already getting deposits. <laughs> I have people exciting. sending deposits. So it's really exciting. It's going to fill up fast. So if that's something that, um, calls to you, be sure to reach out to me on Instagram. 
Um, and yeah, and that'll start in February. So those are my, my two programs. Uh, and thank you for giving me the space to share those. Yeah, of course. Oh my God. This was so much I'm fun. I'm like so excited for people to hear this episode. And I truly me hope like well. I know it's a little different for the rave culture cast audience, but I just feel like people need to hear it, especially starting off their year on like the right foot. So thank you so much Absolutely. for coming on today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me here. And um, yeah, I feel honored. I feel honored to bring a little something different to the cast and uh, (laughs) I hope everyone has a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful year. Do not wait. Stop putting yourself in the waiting room and um, yeah, believe in yourself. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Maddie. Hang out everybody else. I will be back in a minute with EDM news. Alrighty, you guys, I am back. How are we all feeling? I wish I could talk to you guys. I want to hear your feedback on this episode because I know it was a little bit different, but I am so, so excited that we dove into these topics today and I truly got so much value out of speaking with her. So I hope you guys listening at home too could relate to what she was talking about. And I hope we got through to you guys with some of these messages today. But um, oh my God, we still like went on to chat for another half an hour, like off the record. And I think she's absolutely amazing. And I definitely plan on working with her. So are you guys, if you guys are interested, definitely reach out to her at Maddie Maple. Um, You can check out her course, listen to her podcast, Breaking Butterfly, but she's an absolute gem. Cannot wait to rave with her one day. Oh my God. I can't wait to rave with all of our guests. It's going to be the best thing ever, but I got so much value out of that. And again, I'm super excited for this year. So we're kicking things off on a high note and with all that being said I'm going to dive into EDM news I don't have too much for you guys this week but I'm going to pull up a couple articles here the first one was just a quick little tease Uh, I got word that Rez is apparently going to be remixing Io and Grimes song Violence Rez was really really good friends with Io so I know it was extremely heartbreaking for her when I passed this past November so the fact that she's remixing a song I'm personally like looking forward to that a lot um love Rez uh in other news Jason Ross was announced as a headliner of some of Insomniac's Park and Rave concert series um it's going to be January 22nd and 23rd and there's more to be announced at some point but yeah that's going to be really exciting I feel like they've been throwing in some trans acts which is pretty cool. Insomniac has been great about that. If only we got some driving raves on the East Coast. Am I right? Um, And then this was a big one I saw in the news. So NEVA, which stands for the National Independent Venue Association, got a $1 million donation, which was an emergency relief fund from Jägermeister, which is crazy. So I'm going to read this article. This is from Broadway World. But basically, they announced a long-term partnership with the goal of helping to preserve independent live music venues across the United States, through the Save Our Stages initiative, kicking it off with a $1 million donation to the National Independent Venue Foundation, NEVA. This is the NEVA Emergency Relief Fund. Jägermeister and NEVA NEVA will work together through 2021 to raise awareness and provide support for both the fund and surrounding nightlife community, which I think is absolutely amazing. Like, it's been heartbreaking to see some iconic and local venues closing their doors because they weren't able to have any shows this year. And I know a lot of people in the industry have been waiting for relief from the government. So to see things like this and see companies supporting the live events industry and recognize how important it is, is amazing. So I just wanted to highlight that. And I mean, like my fingers are so, so crossed for 2021 that with this vaccine out there, these vaccines out there, we'll be able to have shows return maybe, you know, six months into the year. I'm not sure, but I definitely want to see these venues make it and survive throughout that time. And that's pretty much it, you guys. Uh, I know there was a lot of stuff that happened for New Year's. Insomniac did like a four-day flashback um, live stream event, which was amazing. And then Tomorrowland did another digital event, which was really cool as well. So there was plenty of shows and live streams to watch for New Year's this year. Um, And I'm curious to see how those will continue into 2021. All right, this was a pretty long episode, so I'm just rolling through these. But my song of the week recommendation... So, of course, I have to shout out Elenium and Dabin's new collaboration, Hearts on Fire. Uh, I was so excited when they announced they were doing this. They dropped it on Christmas, which was amazing. We didn't get that much new music last Friday. Um, It's amazing. It hits us right in the feels. It's exactly what I thought it was going to be. It gives you all the sad boy vibes that you would need. And I could just totally picture singing that like at the top of my lungs in an Elenium or Dabin set, hopefully this year. So really, really love that. Check out Hearts on Fire. 
um, a newcomer to me. I was doing the roundup last week where I recommended some of my favorite EDM record labels of the year. And so I've been trying to do a more of a deep dive into newer artists to discover some new music. And I really like Birthday Party. It's spelled birthday with a double Y, party with a double Y at the end. They are on the Bite This label, which is Jaws's label. I really like their song, Take It. Um, very cool, kind of edgy house song. They kind of describe themselves. It says they do bass boosted, bass house, tech house. They do dubstep as well. So it's kind of like eclectic. It almost reminds me of Jaws. I feel like he does a good job. Him and his team do a good job of picking artists, um, like up and coming talent on that label that are very eclectic and fun and high energy. And like, that's just what this group is, Birthday Party. It's actually twin brothers from Chicago, which I thought was cool. So check out Birthday Party, take it. And then I can't believe I'm saying this, you guys. I'm turning over a new leaf, but I'm on a slander kick right now. Who am I? Okay, I'm just, you guys, no, I'm kidding. Like, I like slander, but I've been vocal about saying, like, I'm not a slander, like, cult member. You know what I'm saying? I say that with love. I know slander fans are, like, addicted. I'm a millennial. I'm addicted. But I was always like, I like slander, but they're not my favorite. Like, I've literally gone to festivals and seen other artists over slander because it just hasn't been my vibe but I've been like on a slander kick lately so maybe it just took me some time to come into it but my throwback track throwback it's not that old is back to you by slander and William Black I've just been really really into it it's kind of been hitting the feels this holiday season and it's beautiful and those are the tracks I always liked from them I always liked more of their melodic slower stuff um so yeah I'm really into slander and William Black's back to you it's just the vocals on it are beautiful and it's a really beautiful track so yeah guys I hope all the slander fam is clapping right now at home because it it took me time but I'm here okay I think that's pretty much everything you guys if you want to see a bonus clip I did with Maddie that was even more fun and we talked about all kinds of fun stuff on their angel numbers all that good shit that is going to be out on the YouTube channel tomorrow So subscribe to the Rave Culture Cast channel if you haven't already. Um, That's where all the full episodes are now. I moved them off of my personal channel. So definitely go feel free to subscribe over there. And if you guys are enjoying this podcast again, please make this your Instagram stories today. Tag at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis if you'd like. Um, Rate, review, subscribe, do all those things. And yeah, if you guys are really feeling it, write a review on iTunes. That helps so much. If you're not up for writing, throw a couple stars, whatever, you know, tickles your fancy, you guys. And I think that's pretty much it. I'm super excited for the interviews this year, you guys. I am going to try and just continue pushing forward and bringing you really exciting people and different topics that I hope you guys enjoy um, because I just enjoy meeting these people and doing these interviews so, so much. And hopefully very, very soon we will have another family Zoom call. We are overdue for one of those. So Definitely join the Facebook group community if you aren't already a part of it. But with all that being said, uh, go say hi to Maddie at Maddie Maple. Check out her podcast, Breaking Butterfly. And yeah, you can always connect with me at Emma Capotis on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And happy new year, you guys. I hope you have an amazing week. I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Peace.